Hey everyone, I am super excited for this chat today with Ring Central with a true innovator and thought leader in the healthcare space. You know, healthcare IT is a particular obsession of mine, and Ring Central has been making so much news, particularly this week. So it's a really timely time to have us here. John, how are you? Good to meet you. Great. Doing great. Thank you very much. Great to be on and uh, love your show. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here. We're going to dive into the mission at Ring Central in healthcare, but you have a fascinating background. Maybe introduce yourself and your background. You've been CIO and general manager and CEO of organizations. So I, I, we, we're, we're really uh, delighted to have you as a guest here. Um, sure. Tell us we about spend, your background. Well, we spend the hour if you like, but briefly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join Ring Central. So I'm, I'm the uh, industry principal for healthcare at Ring Central. Those are industry verticals. Part of our industry vertical team um, is primarily a, a sales enablement role. So I have a responsibility globally across all our segments to align and make sure that we're articulating our sales strategy um, discreetly across all those environments. At the same time, I'm very engaged with clients by design. I'm in, involved in deals and working with uh, sales. So I get to hear directly from our clients what the challenges are, what hospitals are dealing with, what clinics are dealing with. And then I take that information, I act as kind of the voice of the customer back to our marketing and product development teams as we build our strategy in healthcare. So I, I love the role. It's a pivot role, uh, leveraging my experience both operationally in being a customer as well as my work directly with sales. I joined the company in June of 2020, right in the middle of the lockdown at, at covid so I met the whole wow. team through our remote tools, which was kind of neat. They just shipped me a lot of stuff, and I plugged in. Uh, before that, I spent seven years at Gartner Research. I was a, what's called an executive partner. Uh, that is an ex-CIO they hire to be consultants to their current client CIOs. You have the full range of the Gartner Research canon, and then you bring your personal expertise as well to that. So every month, I'd meet with uh, 20 to 25 CIOs and talk about digital transformation, talk about uh, uh, CRM tools, talk about transformation of the workforce and the staff. And so uh, my portfolio is probably 50% healthcare, payer, provider, et cetera. So I really got to see the challenges from a um, kind of omniscient point of view of the theory of change and then how the challenges of healthcare being a historical laggard in IT. They love tech, but IT is something they adopt very slowly. So being watching that world evolve made my move to Ring exciting because I saw an agent of transformation, right? Ring Central's core fabric becomes a very powerful agent that I think can have an enormous impact on healthcare, which I'm sure we'll get into. Prior to that, I was uh, in New York, just ran a small startup for just about a year and a half, was president of a company. But then um, prior to that, it's been five years on the West Coast in Seattle as um, CIO at Delta Dental of uh, Washington. So mm. I was a buyer side ran a team, ran a data center. Ironically, was there during the cloud evolution to storage. So I was there when AWS and Azure first came out, reluctant adopter at that point in time. Very similar, I see very similar activity happening right now in the communications world, right? The cloud is here, it's coming, it's just a matter of time. And so we're excited about what we can bring to this market. Uh, and then you mentioned GM, that was my Microsoft time back in the day and uh, started in telecommunications. Uh, right after my military service as an officer in the Air Force, I was in telecommunications for about a, a decade in the 90s without dating myself, you know, doing all kinds of Internet and technology in that space, which was a crazy market. But um, great to be here today. Well, wonderful to have you. And thank you for your service in the Air Force. You know all about mission. Clearly, um, what is the mission of Ring Central in healthcare? What What is the, you know, value proposition at a high level? 
Well, if you look at our intelligent connected experiences is really, or intelligent connected experiences is really what we want to do is, is create an environment where, uh, again, your communications are becoming a utility, right? You plug into mm-hmm. a partner in the cloud and now you can actually exercise the work you need to do having all the communications at your disposal through a service model uh, and through the services offered by that partner. So whether it's voice, video messaging, or faxing, whether it's contact center, uh, collectively centralization of care, or whether it's working directly um, on reshaping how you do care, how you manage administration, all those elements we think can be done um, in a consolidated, centralized way and then offer a ton of optimization uh, in the process. So, so we, we uh, as Ring Central, are innovators in the obviously leaders in the pure UCAS cloud space and CCAS space. We see ourselves as innovators as well. You just talked about a number of our product releases. We're becoming, we, we bought an AI company a while ago, so we're AI centric in all our next generation of tools. And I believe all those provide incredible options for the healthcare marketplace. The challenge is getting to them, adopting them, using them, and then transforming the, the requisite workflow that makes a really powerful change in the healthcare space. Change is good. Change is much needed as in healthcare, as you know better than I. Sure. And one of the drivers uh, for adopting Ring Central is staff productivity. You know, staff is so overloaded uh, these days, and you're able to talk about things like 50% increase in staff productivity. Um, how are you able to demonstrate that? That that's a pretty spectacular outcome from deploying uh, leading edge tech. What's um, what's driving the change there? Well, in the simple, in some of the more simple cases, for example, the a contact center agent, for example, who's answering calls, mm-hmm. being able to intelligently route calls and being able to quick, more quickly answer and get information to a patient, or even to take mm-hmm. that call from a human call to an automated call, drives a ton of productivity and cost uh, takeout within that very simple structure. And when you're getting a million calls a month at a big, large enterprise they can add up very quickly in terms of cost models. We've done case studies around things like if you can, right now today, I'll give an example. Uh, 85% of providers still use faxes today, which is interesting. Shocking. These are all MGMA statistics. Uh, 55% of referrals are using fax machines today in providers. That's that's a primary care provider saying you need to see a specialist and this is a revenue generation. So when you offer that next gen, that next meeting, that's going to be a specialized doctor or nurse or a practitioner. So that's going to be a, a high revenue item for, for a provider environment. Of those, 45% fail because it's not a closed loop scenario. It's just the fact that goes into the Ethernet or into the world, into the ether, and then it never goes anywhere. Just adding, say, 10% reduction in those failures, putting a closed loop system around your digital fax environment, moving that quickly, or even moving that all to maybe a messaging system, gives you incredible opportunity to, to drive revenue because your referral churn goes down, your referrals that get accomplished successfully go up, you get more scheduled appointments for specialists. At the same time, you don't, you don't, you, you operate in a much more clean environment on the cost side. So we've done a number of kind of these small case studies, but because in healthcare, they're done over and over again, millions of times, they create incredible return on investment. So to your point on productivity, just getting the, um, getting cleaner environments around executables today provide value right off the board. So we look at like a, and there's also a consolidation option there. That productivity from just optimization is one element of it. But more creatively, and this is where it gets interesting, when you talk about digital transformation, 
the productivity of changing the way the workforce, the care professionals, and patients collaborate, taking a true collaboration environment off the administrative side, but also using it linked to the care side is a very powerful option. And to start to recreate workflows on care delivery, including remote care delivery, like telehealth and remote patient monitoring, for example, gives incredible options to think about how to be more productive, whether you're in behavioral health, whether you're in hospital systems, whether you're in clinics, and understanding how those workflows are today, what those limitations are, and what those limitations get released from when you move to a cloud or an agile fabric gives you a really powerful option for productivity. So that's what we're starting to see from our from our, our, our clients. So you see increased call answering rates, for example. You see decreased costs. You see a much more satisfied workforce. All those things come to play because you've got flexibility and, and they all drive productivity in their own way. Brilliant. Well, it's it's a virtuous circle, as they say. And let, let's drill down on staff satisfaction. You know, it's no secret that healthcare workers of all stripes are under tremendous pressure. They're kind of overwhelmed. There's a lot of burnout, a lot of exhaustion from the pandemic. You know, how, how can you, you know, increase staff satisfaction through technology? I mean, it's uh, is it the ease of use, the user experience, these sorts of things? What What else? Well, I think the first critical thing for us is uh, security, uh, HIPAA compliance, right? To be able mm. to redesign care, you need to have mm. security tools to do so. And so the one thing about all our services, uh, every uh, element I mentioned to date, all the functionality we have to date, they're all um, HIPAA compliant, high trust certified environments, uh, you know, are we have a whole compliance engine on a site where you can go to on our website that talks to all our compliances. You see copies of everything. Uh, so that inclusion, signing VAAs as part of our agreements with clients is all critical so that now you can start to find where you actually deploy care, where care providers are. If you look at what has happened with a lot of these clinics, they've expanded very quickly. If you look at, say, clinics alone as one subset, um, that aggregation of doctors and specialists into a centralized group. But now with, say, instead of 20 clinics, 50 clinics, the geography gets very complex. So the ability to bring specialist and patient and location together in an old model where you had phones, you had to go to the office is much more immensely complex than when you have a virtual environment and you can support those visits or those specialists or those advisors through virtual environments. And the cloud gives you that incredible flexibility. So if I need to get a consult and I can see that that client, that, that doctor is available because I have contextual environments with my collaboration tool, I can now get that doctor real time to do a consult and maybe accelerate discharge change, surgery, whatever it may be. We have clients doing things like virtual rounds where an internist on the mm. floor of the hospital will get a specialist on a video call and they'll jointly do rounds with patients in orthopedics or something else. So those kind of um, opportunities to grow are incredibly powerful. And we're not dictating this to our clients. We're saying to our clients, we're going to give you the option to attack where you have the most acute need. We just want to give you the flexibility to do it at the pace you want, and you can start with just your phones, but because there's so much stacked into that application, you can start to build more and more usage and more and more consolidation on a single partner. A brilliant approach. And last but certainly not least, patient satisfaction. There's nothing more stressful than dealing with antiquated communications outside the healthcare system or inside, you, you know, with uh, – you know, voicemail jail and IVR hell that you often see with legacy systems. Um, how can we improve patient satisfaction, patient experience 
uh, and for, for patients and their families, loved ones, et cetera. Well, this is probably one of the most acute areas we're targeting um, because what, what we find is that people might love their doctor, but their hospital, their healthcare system or their office, they're not too much fans of because they sit on hold <laughs> for 30 minutes on Monday morning to get mm. a simple question answered. Uh, we've taken the approach that we want with our communications tools to do two things. One is to integrate with the key systems that allow you to answer questions for patients and get them to the right location and for their needs as soon as possible. To take out the delays that are involved systemically in hold transfer, hold transfer type environments. Um, secondarily, we want to be able to engage them in a digital model the way they're engaged with other consumer-based products, whether it's Amazon or social media environments. They want context. They want to know that we know them. They want to know the history that they've had with us, that we collect it and we learn from, right? So those are all parts of the patient engagement model that we're very focused on right now. So as we roll out um, our baseline tools, we've always been uh, key about looking at how do we offer um, a, a digital front door that's omni-channel, that can talk to different generations on the media they most like, whether it's text messaging, voice calls, uh, people like to do chatbots, whatever it may be. We add to that the context of integrating with the EMR so we understand that when we see you calling in, I grab your record and understand your history. So, okay, Evan, we see that you have X or Y. So we can now talk to you in a contextualized basis based on your history. We're not treating you as one of a million same objects. And then thirdly, uh, as AI gets smarter, we start to listen to the call and understand what's happening real time and where to direct that conversation and where it goes to make that engagement the most optimal possible. And that's where we're bringing all three layers together with our investment in AI, our aggregation tools around being the digital front door and our integrations with EMRs to bring that context to the conversation. Brilliant approach. So you work with so many healthcare systems uh, and providers, can't talk about them all, but there's one in particular you've done some uh, press releases with Sun River Health. Maybe who are Sun River Health and kind of what have they deployed with Ring Central? Well, they, they've deployed our, our contact center and unified communications. What we found at Sun River, um, they, they're a great organization. They're a federally qualified health uh, center. So they really service poor communities. So it's critical that they get costs managed well for, for that environment. They're dealing with a lot of patients in Medicaid, for example. So we were able to provide them a system that allowed them, first of all, to answer all the calls they had. Their call answer rate went up to 97% from, say, wow. the mid-70s. And that was critical because these patients probably may have struggled getting access to uh, to the carrier or to the to care provider. So it was key that we focused on quality of the network we provided to them to answer the phones for the patients out there. Secondarily, they found costs came down because being able to kind of manage their distribution calls and their workforce, they were able to make the calls cheaper, uh, reduce the time on the phone and answer more calls. So the aggregate cost model to answer, say, a, a, a thousand calls went down on a, on a per group basis. So that allowed them to overall have cost savings in their network alone. And so the combination of those two things, powered now by a workforce that's now distributed with their own application that follows them wherever they go to be able to log into calls, get on videos from their home cell phone privately, securely, without having their home numbers being violated, was a very powerful tool for them to give that flexibility to their staff to be creative about 
creating solutions as well that help their patient base as well. So a very, a very great example of kind of having an impact on the community by having an impact on the care providers. And I think that's something we really, we really relish if we can do that in our business model. So well done. So in terms of other providers, you've done a lot of work in the dental space, uh, yes. Heartland Dental. So you're dealing with very large distributed uh, offices, networks of offices. Um, what was a deployment like that where you have, you know, dozens, hundreds of, of different offices? Well, yeah, there are 1,400 offices for Heartland. Wow. They're enormous. The largest DSO in the country, that's dental service organization. They aggregated and, and I think you're growing about 150 clinics or dental offices a year. Uh, incredible wow. growth rate. So obviously the ability for us just first and very simply, the cloud's ability to adopt a new office without having to put infrastructure in place, put things, you might want to put a physical phone in place, but beyond that, everything else is deployed seamlessly through the cloud. You can basically mm -hmm. load up, add a new office, add the numbers real time, and it's all in the cloud. So as long as you have an internet connection to that office, guess what? You now have a phone system. And that's incredibly powerful when you're growing 150 offices that historically might have been on five different carrier environments and handsets and all that stuff. We can aggregate mm. that very quickly. So that that first is the power of the cloud for growth is the first thing. Uh, now that we've seen kind of these industrialized sites like leaders like Heartland, what we're seeing now is kind of a management of call volume in the aggregate. So because we have a contact center solution and a UC solution, so think of contact center as centralized, scaled agents on the phone all day long answering calls. And then at the same time, your local dentist wants to seem to you like they're answering your call right there at their office. They want to be very uh, community-based. They want to make sure that they're answering the call to patients they've had for decades. And they don't want to become a machine that's uh, impersonal. So the ability to really, again, understand where those calls are and what they're going. Again, many patients want to just schedule an appointment. And they don't necessarily need to talk to a doctor or a nurse to do that or a dentist or a nurse to do that. So there's a way you can set that up. So we're now able to take the collective whole of aggregated calling and distributed calling, map those where best serviced and automated, driving the cost down for Heartland, driving the experience up for the patients, but at the same time, making sure that we're listening to what's happening. So for example, one of the things they use AI for at Heartland that's very cool is if it's a new patient calling, and they don't initially get through and they go to a, a voicemail or IVR, that notification from that dialogue that it's a new patient clearly gets routed to an outbound call. And within 20 minutes, they call that patient to make sure they get on board. And it's a revenue driver for that wow. because a lot of people are dialing for doctors <laughs> when they're in, in looking at dentists. So, so you get an incredible set of tools that you can customize to your business model. We have other great large DSOs. Some, some, for example, take every call at the center first and then distribute calls to the clinics based on need and based on what the, what the function is. Others go right to clinics and overflow to a call center so that they don't drop any calls. Both of those models work. That flexibility works. It just depends on your business model. We service both and we service both intelligently. And by doing so, we give incredible optionality to these clients to really build the best engagement model with their patients as possible. Oh, well said. That's, that's excellent. Um, we touched on security a couple of times, but talk about the impetus for uh, fundamentally for security, uh, patient privacy, data protection, and the various certifications that you have to go through to comply with those requirements. It's no small feat these days. Um, what, what's, the, what's happening there? 
Well, this is this is one of the nice things of, of I inherited when joining Ring Central, right? The the team of of engineers, I think, uh, in this organization are unparalleled, and the, the, just the rock solid network we put in place. If you look at our history of of five nines for the last twenty quarters, I mean, that's incredible reliability mm. um, built in by design. Um, as part of that forward thinking. Now, the construct of uh, when you think about HIPAA compliance and what's protected, right? How do you protect data? Encryption at rest, encryption and transport, those types of sub-engineering functions. Uh, this group does extremely well and has been doing for a long time. So they've set the standard in the cloud for UCAS. And by doing so, uh, we can clearly meet the obligations of securing data and protecting data as needed uh, that are that are requisite in the HIPAA rules and what's met tested every every year by us in our high trust compliance. So that's been very helpful to be able to start to execute models in the healthcare space. I think it's one of those things that you know people think of the cloud as this insecure or, or it's it's you know they're not sure about the reliability of it because I have my PBX in the basement and I have my data center. Mm. Um, you know that's a thing of the past. Just like Amazon, this is, goes to the trend I talked about earlier in 07 and 08. When Amazon was coming, everyone thought, oh, AWS, uh, it's not secure. I stored in my own data center on my own servers. Guess what? They got a lot more security expertise than you do. And so I think it's the same model here where um, the investment we're making, we lead the R&D side, for example, in UCAS. So we're going to continue to give our clients from day one, you step to the forefront of technology by just signing up for our service, just sign up for our phone service. You now have the most advanced network in the world at your disposal. And oh, by the way, all our new innovations you now get to get as part of your service model by design because it's embedded in the network itself. And so, so that's been our philosophy. Applying that to healthcare has just been a powerful tool we can use. Obviously, the as I said earlier, signing the BAAs and establishing the mm-hmm. credibility to support the requirements of HIPAA has been part of our business model. But again, it's built on you know the rock solid environment we have in terms of engineering and the solutions we built in terms of the comm space uh, that allow us to basically easily pass those bars of security and privacy. Oh, well said. So it's uh, we're off to the races here in 2024, already a super busy year in the healthcare space. And what are you excited about? Any uh, trips, travel coming up? Uh, obviously, we've got hymns and all the various uh, shows, but I imagine you're you'll be on the road quite a bit. Yeah, well, we've got some people at hymns this year. We we like uh, I'll be at Vive, which is in L.A. in February, mm-hmm. late February. Um, hymns is a great show. We'll have some people at hymns. We've got some appointments set up there as well. Um, we've got Enterprise Connect at the end of March, which is a big show mm-hmm. for the uh, cloud space. Uh, we'll be, uh, I'll be there as well. We'll be talking with a number of our partners across the board about some of the APIs integrations that are creating kind of next generation solutions. So it's exciting there. Um, we uh, like to host uh, local environments in cities where we can mm-hmm. bring together. When I, I kind of one of the things I like when I was uh, uh, CIO, I loved going with some peers in my local city, for example to a dinner, like 10, 15 of us, and just sharing ideas, right? I think that's where if you want to get the CIO's attention, the best way to do it is to have them just share ideas with their peers and maybe introduce some technology thoughts to give them feedback. And so we're trying to do that. We, in a lot of cases, we'll be having uh, dinners, Millennium Alliance dinners, for example, is our partner on the on the coordination of that um, in Dallas, in San Francisco, in Philadelphia. So if you're in those regions, look for those environments. We'd love to have you uh, hear about your challenges, talk about some solutions, and where the future's heading. And so that, that's kind of our model as we go out there is kind of the balance of the big shows to make sure that we're up to speed and we're creating brand recognition. Because I think in a lot of cases, Evan, to be blunt, 
Ring Central is just not seen as a healthcare brand because we just haven't mm. been at the forefront. But we believe we bring so much to the healthcare vertical that uh, it, we want to open as many eyes as possible. That's why we're really thankful to be on your show as well because of your impact. And uh, I think the more you look into Ring as a um, as a core provider supporting healthcare, uh, the more happy you'll be into the results. So we've got some great stuff coming. And uh, again, we're building the most flexible network for growth uh, as possible. So really the, the art of the possible gets pretty powerful. Well, that's exciting. The only thing missing from that was Boston. We need to add that to your itinerary yes. for a roadshows and we'll, uh, we were there Rouse last year, so yes, we'll get back in, to Boston. In, in, in the North End, uh, which you probably know pretty well. Very so well. this must be extremely gratifying for you personally as well as professionally. When you go into a specialist or a doctor, do you poke around, see what kind of communications infrastructure, IT they have, or do you kind of leave that alone? Well, funny you mentioned that. I am a bit <laughs> of a geek. Yes, every time I do, I ask. It's funny. My um, One of the things that's interesting, my old – I just moved from New York to North Carolina, but in New York, my primary care physician for the last 10 years would basically sit down, talk to me for five minutes, and then pull a keyboard in front of him and just start entering his Epic data real time because they were an Epic system. So I'm always asking, what's going on? What kind of system do you use? And you know, while I understand what he was doing, and he, was, uh, he and I were good friends as well as he was a very competent doctor, the fact that Epic kind of got in front of us and became the center of the discussion, right, answering all the questions that protocol prescribed as part of the visit was kind of interesting. I think what we're really seeing with healthcare is as communications and IT is really catching up to care, we're going to allow doctors to do what they do best, which is talk to patients and spend time with patients, right? You think about voice recording, you think about telehealth recording, you think about translation, mm. right? We want to give the doctors, and again, the one thing we haven't even covered, Evan, is with this new technology now, you can, if you'd like, capture all of it, right? Every call, every mm. communication environment you have, every message can be correlated and integrated into a history for that patient. So now not only do you have the doctor's perspective based on what or he or the nurses remember entered into Epic in the notes, you now could have the entire history of interaction with that patient, what they said, what you said, highlights, as well captured as a composite of that health record. So now it's the patient's point of view brought to life real time. And I think where you're seeing communications is that future, is that as we start to understand, record, and capture, we want to know the history. If you were on a chatbot for five minutes and transferred or when IVR to chatbot and the chatbot to agent, we're collecting all that data. We want to know that you spend 10 minutes with our chatbot before you're on the agent because it's important for your experience. If you don't, then you're blind to that. And that's where we see we're, we're adding a ton of value. And I think when you get to actual care and care management, Telehealth and in-house sessions over time will all be captured real time. And you know that technology is out there. It's everywhere, right? Nuance and others are thinking through that with Epic, right? How do we start to capture the voice of the patient real time and then understand care delivery and care continuity using that data and then analytics on top of that? And of course, AI is the advance of that too. So, so the whole concept of taking the content of communications into the equation of analytics and data pools, for example, is a whole next generation of care that we haven't even scratched the surface of yet. Wow. Well, speaking of scratching the surface, that was quite a mic drop moment. We saved that for the end. I, I suspect I could wind you up and you could go on for like a couple hours here. Your enthusiasm is, is really infectious. But thanks for joining and just sharing yeah. a little peek behind the curtain. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll meet up uh, at one of the many events this year. Thanks, John. Thank you.
Thank you for the platform, Evan. Great to talk to you. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye.